Welcome to the Trump Tater Show. I actually have my voice right now. I've been up coughing all night and I didn't know if I could uh, uh, be on this morning. But uh, anyway, I am here and we're going to go through another exciting day of a lot of a lot of things going on today. So anyway, I'm going to start out with our Trump Tater of the Day award, and that is to our representative here in the state of Utah, Representative Chris Stewart who has came out and said that he he says, after serious thought and consideration, I will not vote to certify the election. I believe there are critical questions that need to be answered concerning our presidential election. So Chris Stewart is our Utah Trump tater of the day. And um, now, so we have Burgess Owens and Chris Stewart um, so far coming out. Our representative Curtis, I believe in the third district, is not in support, but we all know that Curtis was a Democrat prior to running for the congressional seat that he holds right now, and he is a big Romney supporter. So I doubt if he's going to change his mind. Um, the one that we need to put phone calls into would be Representative Blake Moore, our new first congressional district representative. And I, I'm pulling his numbers up right now as we speak. So give Blake a call at 202-225-0453. Blake is on the fence. He has not decided one way or the other. And um, I've had some personal conversations with Blake, and I believe he's going to give this an honest and fair look. So give him a call. He is listening to constituents and and what they um, would like him to do. So I'm going to give you a local number to call, too. So his Washington, D.C. number is probably the best one to call, but call both of them and, and get your feedback in both. That way, both offices can let him know that uh, they're getting calls. Again, the D.C. number is 202-225-0453. And his local number here in Ogden for his office here is 801-625-0124. I will also give out Mike Lee's number later on in the show because Mike Lee is also sitting on the fence on this. So we need to kind of nudge Mike Lee over to support those 11 other senators um, who are going to object to the certification of this election. So um, anyway, we we at least have two out of our four um, congressional leaders uh, that are going to uh, contest the election. And hopefully we'll get Blake Moore on board. And uh, and Mike Lee. So if we do that, we have the majority of our Utah um, federal representatives uh, supporting and not certifying the election unless they have a 10 day audit of the election results so that we can find out exactly what took place and actually have a hearing on this. So anyway, that's Representative Chris Stort. Make sure you give Chris, you know, get on his uh, Facebook and give him a a thumbs up and, and telling that we appreciate him uh, being a leader on this issue because it kind of surprised me. I wasn't expecting uh, Chris to come out quite as boldly as he has on this. So anyway, make sure we let Chris know that we appreciate his leadership here. Um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll go right into another uh, uh, Utah leader, Spencer Cox. Spencer Cox had a, um, Oh, he wanted to have a parade, an inaugural parade, so everybody could, you know, celebrate since you can't have the typical inauguration that that we would have in non-COVID um, times. And uh, so anyway, uh, some very creative and um, Trump supporters decided that they would join this inaugural parade. <laughs> and they lined the streets with their fla uh, Trump flags and their this, you know, their um, signs basically saying they're not supporting Spencer Cox. And it turned out to be more of a, a Trump parade than it was a Spencer Cox inauguration parade. 
So anyway, kudos to the people who put in effort there to make sure that Spencer Cox knows that uh, we're watching him and, uh, and hopefully that, I don't think he really cares personally. I mean, like he put out a, 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 tw- a tweet this morning that um, I think is just symbolic to where Spencer Cox is. He says, many EMS vehicles have, have a serpent and a staff logo originating from the Greek mythology and the story of Moses and the brass serpent. The people only had to look up and look. It was almost too simple. I've never really seen a modern parallel, but maybe math. Maybe our brass serpents are mask. And uh, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe he's comparing that uh, <clears throat> to a mask. But, I mean, maybe. I I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I was just kind of surprised there that uh, that uh, he made this comparison. But, anyway, that's where he's, he's at is um, – you know, that we all just need to comply. And I'm not saying it's that, you know, I don't want to undermine mask wearing because I wear a mask when it's appropriate. But uh, it's definitely one of those issues out there that it seems to be a fix-all. And uh, there's no, that many studies that have shown that it's not effective. And uh, it's just a feel-good measure. It's kind of like recycling oftentimes. Uh, I lived in Germany for three years and we had to recycle every, I mean, we had a food recycle bin. We had a glass recycle bin. We had a paper recycle bin. We had a right. I mean, literally we had five different things. We had to go out there and divide our trash in and uh, did this for two years. And into the third year, we found out it was all a hoax. They all went to the same place. It was just a feel good measure. Um, but we had to continue doing it because if you didn't do it, you got fined, even though at this point we know that it's all going to the same place. And so in any way, it's those type of feel good measures that, uh, that just really kind of get under my skin. So again, I'm not a, I'm not an anti-masker, but there are, there have been many studies showing that, uh, masks are not, uh, is effective are not effective in the way that we're making them out to be. So, um, I mean, the flu is down for sure. Maybe it's effective on the flu. But uh, anyway, 85% of the people being hospitalized, I believe, are all mask wearers. And if they're, unless they're really going out to places where there's a bunch of non-mask wearers, then the mask isn't effective. And most people who are hard mask wearers, you know, hardcore you know, mask wearers are making sure that they're in places that uh, that have, you know, that have masks, the people that are wearing masks. So anyway, I don't know how effective it is, but I do know for a lot of people, it's very symbolic to the freedoms that we're losing. And uh, so there's all these rallies right now. I shouldn't say rallies, all these protests of people, even out in California, going in and storming places without masks. I'm not in support of that. I believe I believe in being respectful. If a business asks me to wear a mask, I either don't patronize that business or I wear a mask when I go in. So I think we have to be reasonable on these things. Um, I don't want to see governments mandating masks. I don't want to see governments mandating shutdowns. I want to see the economy flowing as free as we can and let people make their own decisions. Uh, Biden recently came out with a bold, I shouldn't say Biden, Fauci came out saying that there's probably going to be a national shutdown under Biden. Wow, we didn't see that coming, did we? Um, So again, anytime there's a mandate of something where people are being arrested for opening their business, for having people over at holidays, for playing dominoes or or going out to a concert, I have, I have serious issue with that. So I, I'm, I'm just one for freedom and uh, to respect, you know, businesses, if they ask me to wear a mask, I'll either just not go there or I'll, I'll comply and wear, wear a mask in their business. I want to just see businesses opening and uh, us being able to have the free flow of of our lives, of, of going where we'd like to go, patronizing the businesses we'd like to uh, 
go to and just have freedom. So anyway, that's just kind of interesting with Spencer Cox trying to make this uh, comparison uh, to a mass to the uh, Moses and the brass serpent. Um, I think it's a stretch, Spencer Cox. But again, kudos to all those people who gave Spencer Cox a warm welcome uh, in his inauguration parade with a lot, a lot, a lot of Trump signs. So we'll be back on the Trump Tater to discuss some other pretty incredible things going on in our country today. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is, I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and we just launched a new PragerTopia membership called PragerTopia Unlimited. Members can listen to any and all audio programs that are in the Dennis Prager store. That's over 400 programs to choose from, show segments, talks, lectures, courses, even full access to all five books of my Torah teaching. For a limited time, an annual PragerTopia Unlimited membership is only $119. Join PragerTopia Unlimited today. Go to PragerTopia.com. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046-800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc., 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM 1492, Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation, Commission License Number DC83. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. Welcome back to the Trump Tater Show. Um, just going to get on with a couple of other um, just news tidbits. I'm going to kind of go all over the place for the first two segments here uh, because I want, I just feel like, you know, every meme possible has popped up on um, the prayer that was offered on Sunday where the Democrats closed the congressional session after everyone was sworn in and they voted in Nancy Pelosi as a new speaker of the house. Again, I was so, you know, I, I knew it was too good to be true. When uh, McCarthy was up by 11 votes and there was only like 40 left. And I thought, Oh my gosh, this maybe, maybe we've had four or five people switch over. But anyway, Nancy pulled out and won by, I think six. Is that right? Do you know, Brian, 
But anyway, it was it was a very tight election. And um, there's a lot of people that were trying not to vote that they called their names multiple times and then they finally called their names. And there's a few people who abstained. But uh, I think they if they could have won it without everybody voting, I think everyone ended up voting, too. But I think there's a few Democrats that were trying to hold off and not actually cast their vote if their vote was not needed. But um, anyway, so there's a couple of things that happen in this. But one, they offered a prayer in which they ended with a man and a woman. A Anyway, I don't get it. Now, if it was a man and a a a woman. I don't know. It, it, they ended the prayer with that. And, uh, and so anyway, now all these memes have popped up and uh, that uh, I just want to get into a few of them because I, I think it's just symbolic to kind of how stupid things are uh, in the Democratic Party. So um, on political correctness. So we'll get on to some of their other things that they've done political like they did the cayman islands and the k woman islands as a meme the menorah and the woman nora ramen noodles and raw woman noodles so everything with men men in it menu and woman you um so it just meme after meme uh has been popping up through my social media uh, mocking this person who felt like because the prayer ends with amen like a-m-e-n not a-m-a-n like amen um anyway i just (laughs) this political correctness is going too far so in addition to the the closing of the prayer was such a symbolic uh stupidity uh now they are voting on what can what language is allowed to be used in in the Congress. So Democratic legislators dodged in the House when Republicans spotlighted their unpopular effort to scrub the male and female sexes from language allowed by congressional committees. So they're not allowed to say mother and father and sister and brother. I mean, and so a lot of a lot of Republicans that just find this just too much are going to try to make every opportunity they can to get that language into any speech that they give on the floor it says uh, these rules packages honor all gender identities by changing pronouns in a house written rules. So they are gender neutral. Look, we made this change for the sake of inclusion, not exclusion. Um, I'm so in uh, McGovern's response came as several GOP legislators highlighted the language barring references to the person's sex. I'm a proud husband, a proud father of a son and a daughter. They don't even want you to be able to say that anymore. The Democrats rule package takes out words like mother, father, and brother and sister in their quest not to offend anyone. And uh, so anyway, between the, the closing of the prayer and these changes, changes in the rules of gender identity speech, um, Anyway, political correctness gone crazy. So another one I want to I want to get to Josh Hawley, Senator Hawley, who was one of the brave senators that came out first and said that uh, he was going to uh, contest the election results. And so last night he is out of state and his wife and young child are at home by themselves in Antifa comes knocking at their door with bullhorns and banging at their door extremely loud and with threatened uh, with threatening behavior um, vandalized their home all through the night and um, anyway so again just want to give my um, a shout out to Senator Hawley for being brave and for his family for being brave on coming out and not um, not bending to this mob rule, and uh, of course, you know today Antifa in the in the daylight are trying to say it was a peaceful vigil, but uh, uh, his terrified wife and child uh, did not feel any peace as a bullhorn was out shouting 
at their residence through the night with people banging down their door and uh, and with threatening messages to Senator Hawley and his family. So anyway, I just want thoughts and prayers to go out to these brave people that uh, you wouldn't, you know, there, there's a time in our society that you, know, you wouldn't think it's necessarily brave for someone just to stand up as a senator or house congressional leader and uh, take the position of trying to do what is right or just what they believe in. But in today's world, uh, it it comes with it comes with a lot of expense. So our, our thoughts and prayers need to be with our uh, brave congressional leaders that are are standing up and and um, <clears throat> trying to do the right thing. So on to another little tidbit: Kamala Harris. I mean, her and Joe Biden may be like the perfect match as far as uh, vice president, president, because. Uh, they both have this way of uh, of remembering things that other people did as if they did it themselves. So Kamala Harris tells a tale of how she fell out of a stroller during a civil rights march, then told her mom all she wanted was freedom. She just wanted freedom, freedom, freedom. <laughs> Almost said it, uh, didn't say it right. The story was lifted up from a 1965 Playboy interview with Martin Luther King. So she took the same story. And so Biden, I mean, it's amazing that her and Biden had the same, the same trait of being able to, and especially, I mean, Biden's not even, uh, you know, well, obviously he's a Caucasian uh, leader, but he he always throws himself into these civil rights issues too, and marches he never attended. And but uh, so Kamala Harris, it just amazes me that that she wanted and that she's doing the same thing, throwing throwing these experiences of someone else into her own life. And uh, so I almost wonder if she actually was one of the, the kids that rode a bus. Uh, like she tried to uh, to insinuate to Biden during the primary. Uh, debates and uh, back when she thought Biden was racist and uh, chauvinistic and uh, was a sexual assaulter uh, when she believed Tara Reid. Um, but all of a sudden now, you know, she's willing to stand by him as the vice presidential or vice presidential candidate and slash possibly vice president to a man that just, you know, this time last year was a racist, uh, sexual, uh, sexual predator and, uh, amazing how times can change. So that's Kamala Harris in her little civil rights moment when she was young and being pushed by her mother in a stroller and fell out and said, I just want freedom. And, um, so anyway, just kind of some fun tidbits that are out there to share with your friends um, of how uh, what we have to look forward to with the Biden Harris administration, if they are able to pull this off. So, again, today and tomorrow will tell us if that that's a possibility. We're going to talk about the Senate race and what's going to take place tomorrow in Washington, D.C. We'll be back on the Trump Tater. Radio News with Lance Pride. Politics is front and center today. The Georgia Senate runoff elections are going to the polls. The two Senate seats will determine the numerical makeup of lawmakers. Georgia, there's no one in America with more power to make that happen than you, the citizens of Atlanta, the citizens of Georgia. And I have to tell you that the stakes in this election could not be higher. If Republicans win both races, they will control the Senate majority with only 52 seats. If Democrats win both, it'll be a 50 
50-50 Senate. A split would produce a 51-49 GOP majority. The New York Stock Exchange announced late Monday it no longer plans to delist three Chinese companies. In November, President Trump signed the executive order prohibiting American firms and individuals from owning shares in any one of the 31 Chinese companies listed as enabling China's army. After China threatened retaliation for the action, the New York Stock Exchange reversed its decision. USA Radio News. When thinking about life insurance, my accident reinforced you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people find a life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877-437-4781. Call now, 877-437-4781. 877-437-4781. Rates, policy forms, and availability vary by state. The stand-your-ground provision in Ohio is now law. USA Radio News' Dan Naraki reports. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine has signed a stand-your-ground provision into law, making Ohio the 36th state with a measure that doesn't require someone to retreat before acting with lethal force in self-defense. In a statement Monday, DeWine said he signed the bill to clear up an ambiguity in Ohio's self-defense law. Supporters of the measure have praised the signing, saying Ohio's laws now favor the victim instead of the criminal. DeWine had threatened to veto the measure unless the state legislature took up a package of gun laws that he proposed following the August 2019 mass shooting in Dayton that saw 10 people killed. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. Ohio remains an open carry state, meaning that individuals who legally possess a firearm can openly carry in Ohio with or without a concealed handgun license. Stephen Brandenburg, the Wisconsin hospital employee accused of destroying hundreds of COVID-19 vaccines, says he believes the vaccine could harm people and change their DNA. Grafton Police reported as the probable cause. USA Radio News. Welcome back to the Trump Cater. I'm Jamie Renda, and uh, hopefully uh, on Thursday I'll have Dallin Johnson back with me. Just want to give a little shout out to Dallin uh, that we're excited to have him back on Thursday, and we're going to start having some more guest speakers. Uh, again, I just got hit with this walking pneumonia, so it's kind of put me at home where I haven't been able to get in and, and have guests on. But we will start having guests on this next week and have Dallin back on Thursday. I uh, just want to jump to another story just um because I kind of introduced the the mask and brought up coronavirus a little bit and had some corona crazy stories yesterday. Um, COVID-19 crazy is what I'll call it. COVID-19 crazy stories. But uh, on, a, on a good note, Texas and um, well, we'll just talk about Florida. Florida has been fully open. Matter of fact, I uh, saw a New Year's Eve party at Mar-a-Lago. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, they're just out there. They have a band on and everybody's out there dancing. And it's like, you know, something back to the future or something, because it's like, what are those people doing? And they're out there dancing and they're socializing and they were so close to each other. <laughs> and uh, but it was just normal life that took place. And so in Florida, people are living life normally. There are no restrictions and uh, their hospitals are at the same rate that they normally are for this time of year with flu patients and um and so and then I, I look at china and i'm thinking here china's just back to normal and i don't know i don't want to discount coronavirus because i know that i know that there's some you know real things out there but i just look at the sacrifices and the trade-offs and uh, so i look at florida uh they went back to normal and uh in just running, running their businesses and, and loving life. And, uh, and it seems to be working out. And so I just wanted to throw that in on a, a positive, positive shift that we see happening in some states that are actually embracing freedom, embracing the free market, embracing letting businesses run and, uh, and function. And uh, as I read different things in my Facebook, um, feeds i see people that are shifting that had plans to go to california 
that have now shifted and are going to Florida, going to Disney World instead of Disneyland, or they're shifting their vacation plans. So hopefully Georgia's economy will um, just be roaring and doing well, and uh, and the citizens there hopefully will continue to uh, to be able to function without having major outbreaks breaks of coronavirus. So let's talk about this Senate race in Georgia. You know, I've been waiting to see, you know, what the turnout looks like it's going to be. Trump gave an incredible speech last night. I uh, had a big turnout. I heard Joe Biden was there too, but I didn't see any Joe Biden um, crowds. Uh, nothing's been posted. So maybe I missed it somewhere. Hey, Brian, did you see any Joe Biden crowds? So I've been trying to, matter of fact, I've seen um, several people asking if anybody has uh, had any Joe Biden pictures uh, of crowds that were at Joe Biden's rallies. But uh, Trump had a a, a, just an absolute ton of people there. And um, anyway, trying to encourage these Republicans to get out and vote. There's many Republicans that are kind of discouraged, thinking, you know, well, why should I vote when our governor and secretary of state um, are not trying to stop the corruption of voter fraud? So some some people were looking at, you know, holding back and not voting to, at, at a protest, but hopefully they won't. Uh, hopefully they'll come out in full force today and uh, we'll get two Republican senators in that are supporters of President Trump. And also supporters of this $2,000 for Americans uh, versus the $600. Normally, I'm not just one that says, you know, we ought to just throw money out without targeted expenses. But I'm just kind of frustrated right now when um, when so much money is being printed and going to corporate America and uh, so much money go, went to foreign aid um, that didn't it wasn't even related to feeding the hungry or coronavirus type related expenses. So I'm in full support of this two thousand dollars and and these two senators have vowed to support that. Lindsey Graham's kind of shifting. Uh, I think Mitch McConnell is kind of tone deaf right now because uh under the circumstances of of how they have spent money and what they've approved versus what they've approved for working class Americans. Um, I, I, I hope that, uh, that this passes the Senate quickly after these two senators, GOP senators from Georgia win the race today. So, you know, keep your thoughts and prayers out to the people in Georgia. And I want to talk about Georgia just for a second, because for those of you who know, back in 2000, I've talked about my experience in South Carolina in the Confederate battle flag. And uh, then I start organization called Two Flags in 2000 because the Confederate battle flag used to fly over the dome and in the House and Senate chambers in official capacity in South Carolina. Uh, a lot of people look at the Confederate battle flag as um, a state's rights, you know, uh, battle flag. But I, I just want to remind my audience that the, these battle flag, this battle flag was used to suppress and terrorized black people in the South for years. It started flying in 1939 in the House in direct opposition to an anti-lynching bill. It started, they put it up in the Senate chambers in 1956 in direct opposition to Brown versus Board of Education. They put it up on the dome in 1961 in direct opposition to the Civil Rights Movement. Georgia also changed their flag in 1956 in direct, direct opposition to Brown versus Board of Education. And uh, so when I fought this this issue back in 2000, I also petitioned uh, many legislatures in in Georgia and and brought up their history. And Georgia quickly uh, actually voted on and changed their flag. And I'm going to tell you the reason why that I think it happened quicker in Georgia and it took a lot more effort in South Carolina to make it happen is in Georgia. There's been a lot of black Georgians. I think I said, that's how you say it, um, that have experienced high degree of success in entrepreneurship and, um, and have more black millionaires in Georgia than I think almost anywhere else in America. 
And so there's a lot of, of blacks in Georgia that I don't think are going to come out and support um, these two very uh, left-leaning anti-capitalist uh, Democrat uh, candidates. Uh, I, I would be very surprised because I, I just see Georgia in Atlanta area and other places in Georgia have been um, much more successful at having their citizens, blacks, black Americans being successful in business and entrepreneurship than in other places in the South. And I think they, um, I think they can see that th these two senators um, don't represent uh, their values on a lot of things. So I'm going to be really surprised um, if the, de if the Democrats win this, especially with the eyes being on the election um, with more, they have uh, 8,000 more poll watchers. Uh, they have cameras on the um, uh, the drop-off boxes. I mean, so there's a lot more security going out towards this election. So I don't feel like they're going to have the fraud that's capable. But I also don't feel like the numbers, as far as even in the uh, the black community there in South uh, in Georgia, will be supporting these liberal senators in the race. So I have confidence. I really believe that the two Republicans will end up winning this race. So anyway, we'll have to kind of watch throughout today and tomorrow we'll be able to kind of announce, you know, uh, where at least if we're going to be able to hold on to the Senate, um, which we really need to have some balanced government uh, so they can't push every kind of crazy they want to push through. And uh, if we can hold on to the Senate for a couple of years and then regain the House in two years, um, even if Biden and Kamala Harris end up being uh, in office, maybe we can uh, mitigate the damage that uh, that they might have done. So anyway, uh, keep Georgia in your prayers today. And uh, if you know anybody from Georgia, give them a call and make sure they get out and vote. So when we get back, we're going to talk about what's going on in Washington, D.C. tomorrow and also at state capitals throughout our nation. Uh, there are the Stop the Steal rallies. There, it's estimated that there's going to be one million people in Washington, D.C. And the mayor of Washington, D.C. is certainly going to make it hard on these one million people, on their accommodations and, and other things that... Uh, um, yeah, I, I've been in D.C. twice in the last couple of months and... So anyway, we'll be back on the Trump tent and we're going to talk about what's going on in these rallies in Washington, D.C. tomorrow. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. 
Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Welcome back to the Trump Tater Podcast. We're going to wrap up this last segment just talking about what to expect tomorrow. Uh, here in the state of Utah, there is a stop the still rally at our state house capitol at 3 o'clock. So if you're in the state of Utah and did not go to Washington, D.C., uh, come join us at our state capitol as we have a stop the still rally and put some pressure on our our local leaders. Uh, don't forget to be contacting Blake Moore again. I'm going to give you that number out one more time. <clears throat> Blake Moore, his D.C. office is 202-225-0453. Make sure you contact him and let him know you want him to contest these elections and stand up by Burgess Owens and Chris Stewart for Utah. Also, um, Mike Lee. Let me give you Mike Lee's number. Uh, Mike Lee is kind of sitting in the middle on this as well. So we got to nudge Mike over to the, the, the right side. So his Washington, D.C. number is 202-224-5444. Mike Lee's number again in Washington, D.C. is 202-224-5444. 5444. Please give Mike a call and let him know you want him to contest this election along with the 11 other senators, uh, Senator Hawley and Ted Cruz and others that are going to contest this election and demand a 10-day audit um, to really look at the, the election and the fraud that took place and see if it made a difference in, in the election. So anyway, please give Mike Lee and Blake Moore a call. If you're from another state, make sure you're calling your state representatives and finding out where they stand on this issue. So tomorrow in Washington, D.C., there's uh, everybody's going to meet at nine o'clock outside of the, the big park in front of the White House area. That's where we were a couple of months ago when I went up to Blexit Backs the Blue. And uh, we met there and then we moved over to the White House, which we got to hear President Trump give his first speech after he had coronavirus. Uh, Great opportunity there. Uh, Went back uh, in December to the march that took place on December 12th. Um, And there was just great speakers. So, I mean, there's a lot of people that uh, are making these trips multiple times in support of our president and in support of our country. So, you might find some of these organizations and give them support. Women for Trump is one that has kind of led the way on this. You can donate to the, to them. Uh, I'm going to talk about proud boys kind of, you know, uh, just kind of got thrown out there, you know, during the debate. And uh, I've met some in the proud boys that I think are just good people. And I met others and I'm going, man, you're just going to make us look bad. And, uh, and cause chaos. Um, I, I, I don't know and haven't worked with this organization very much. I did bring together uh, a member of the Black Lives Matter 
leader here in Northern Utah. And we tried to bring people together to see what common ground we could could get and and try to work things out and have start the dialogue and conversation. So we brought together a proud boy and her, and they've actually have formed a friendship and it was made national news. So anyway, proud boys are going to be there. They've been there at every rally in DC so far. And so this time there's two, two different things. Uh, last time they, they took down a Black Lives Matter flag from a historic black church. I totally disapprove of that and think it was wrong for them to do that. Uh, and now it's being pursued as a hate crime because it was a historic black church and then they burned this flag. Well, the leader of the Proud Boys, who is uh, Hispanic and black, I think it both, um, took uh, responsibility of that. So as he showed up in Washington, D.C. yesterday, he was arrested uh, and for a hate crime. So I don't know what's going to go on there, but uh, Proud Boys usually are black and yellow. And they've decided this time <coughs> they're going to go all black. So it's going to be interesting seeing how Antifa and the Proud Boys are going to blend together. I don't know. I'm a little bit nervous. I hope, again, just want to remind our audience what a Trump tater is. A Trump tater is someone who outclasses, outshines, and outperforms a dependable and exemplary person. And uh, it is my belief as we move forward on this that we need to move forward and uh, in with our actions being above. And I shouldn't say, well, above. Uh, we don't want to resort to the same tactics as Antifa in these organizations that have brought chaos and, and terror to these cities. So I, I hope the Proud Boys go there and they don't antagonize and they don't, uh, that things don't, because the news media will will attribute that to all of conservatives and it just doesn't represent all conservatives. So it's my hope that the, the Proud Boys will go and be able to blend in and, um, Definitely, you know, protect people if they're being attacked by Antifa, Trump supporters, but not antagonized. So, um, so Proud Boys will be there in full force, it looks like. And I, I just hope that there's no chaos um, that will make our cause look look bad. Um, so President Trump will be speaking. Um, we're definitely going to have a contested election at this point because there are people in the house and the Senate who are going to contest the election, which means there's going to be two to three hours worth of debates in both the house and the Senate where we'll be given a chance to at least air the grievances. And, but uh, then it has to be passed by a majority in the house and Senate to have a contested election or Mike Pence has to not, um, count the votes of the contested states that have dual dual uh, electors in those states. So those are the two options that's going to be available tomorrow. Uh, I'll hold out some hope. I don't have a, a ton of hope at this point because I just don't think we have the numbers in the House and Senate to actually pass this. Unless some incredible revelations come out tomorrow, which I think there are going to be some, whether the news media reports on it or not, I don't know. So anyway, that's what's going to happen tomorrow. At least, you know, worst case scenario, the America is going to see the full support that that Trump has, and um, in that and that Trump is going to continue to be an, an influence of power uh, in our political system uh, for years to come, whether he's in office or not, or by some miracle, uh, we're able to. Uh, show the proof tomorrow in a way in which we can persuade a lot more House and Senate members and not just persuade them, but persuade them to a point where they actually have the courage um, to come forward and and vote in the right way on this. Uh, In the House, it's going to be almost impossible. In the Senate, when you have people like Mitt Romney and and a couple of the other Senators, I just I, I don't know if it's possible on the Senate. The only thing is, so it's kind of left up to Mike Pence. And boy, what a what an incredible weight on his shoulders that has to be. So our prayers need to be going out to Mike Pence and his family. 
and uh, into all of our House and Senate members that they can have the courage to do the right things and uh, to at least allow this 10-day audit of the election so that we can all feel confident um, that at least we, you know, the the opportunity, you know, everybody says, well, the courts heard this. The courts have never heard these cases. They've just ruled on on obscure technicalities. They've never actually heard all the information and uh, that's there on this election process. So I don't know how it's going to go tomorrow, but uh, keep Keep the Patriots in your prayers because uh, there's probably going to be a little chaos in the, on the Capitol. Uh, the mayor, even though she never called out the National Guard for all the chaos that went on with all the Antifa, uh, she's called out the National Guard there in D.C. for this rally. And restaurants have been closed. A lot of hotels have been closed. And uh, <clears throat> so I just hope that everybody is safe they use some great wisdom that they're Trump taters, that they're out there representing their views in a classy, uh, uplifting way and, um, and, and just make America proud of the convictions that we have. And I hope there's no violence that occurs. And I hope President Trump is able to, to be able to win people over tomorrow, at least in giving us this 10-day audit for election. So anyway, keep your eyes open. Again, don't forget to come out to Salt Lake tomorrow at 3 if you're in the Utah to the Capitol and join us in the Stop the Still rally here in the state of Utah. So we'll be back on the Trump Tater tomorrow to talk about how this election in Georgia went and and see where we're going uh, with this presidential election. And I have 15 more seconds, I was just told. Uh, so if you have not uh, followed us on social media, please follow the Trump Tater on Facebook, on Instagram, and in Parlor. And also look us up on uh, the Trump Tater, T-A-T-E-R, dot com on our website.